Welcome to the True Joy Revolution. I am so excited that you're here. I'm your host, Katarina Kormas, Mindset and Success Coach for women who are ready to make the switch to living life their own way. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring conversations with women who have courageously stepped out of their comfort zone, overcame their fear, took bold action, and embarked on a new journey to transform their lives. This is where you get inspired to connect to who you truly are, to live authentically, stay true to your dreams, and embark on the adventure that you were born to take. This is where the true joy revolution begins. Hi, y'all. Welcome to the True Joy Revolution. I am so excited that you're here, and I am super excited to introduce you to today's guest, Stephanie Latore from Italy. Um, Stephanie is a digital marketing mentor. She uh, has a fantastic story. I love talking to Stephanie. I love following her journey. Um, she continues to grow and expand both personally and in her company. Um, she works with women, helping them transform their businesses, um, helping, helping them have a digital footprint, feel confident in their business, feel confident on their, their journey. So welcome, Stephanie. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for for joining us all the way from Italy. I'm sure it's nice and hot there. And it is. I will confession time. I'm going to the beach a little bit later today. You're <laughs> not near a beach. Jealous. <laughs> that is an awesome place to live. <laughs> so I gotta get my hour of snorkeling in every day. Oh, <laughs> wow! An hour every day. That's awesome. Exercise too. I'm like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a lot more fun than going to the gym. <laughs> it is. It is. And gyms are not, those, the, the nearest gym is pretty far from here because I literally live in the middle of nowhere. But again, beach kind of makes up for it. So, yeah. 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 Plenty, plenty of activity on the beach. <laughs> So Stephanie, tell us a little bit, I love your journey, because you've really take some, taken some bold actions. Uh, you've, your life changed, you changed your life drastically. I mean, going from the nine to five corporate life, working really hard, working long hours, to moving to Italy, <laughs> and yeah. starting the business that continues to grow and expand and make such a big impact on so many lives. So tell us a little bit about where you came from. What was that life like? Oh my goodness. It's, it's funny to tell this story because it, I feel like I'm telling the story of a different person, to be honest. Um, I grew up in Caldwell, New Jersey, which... The only way anyone knows of this town, by the way, is because it's where The Sopranos was filmed. So I was neighbors with Tony Soprano. <laughs> so I grew up in Caldwell. I had every advantage that you could possibly imagine in life. I, I had wonderful parents. Um, I went through some trauma as a child. My birth mother passed away when I was younger. My birth father was in and out of my life, but I was uh, adopted by my aunt and uncle, and they... They did an amazing job. I honestly am just every day in complete awe of how they gave me the life that I get, that I got, given everything that had happened in such a young age to me. 
And it was incredible. I mean, I, I had everything you could possibly imagine. I went to college. I dropped out of college. I went through ups and downs and I rebelled and I tried my very best. I didn't even know what I was rebelling against um, in those days, to be honest. I think it was, it was, there was something deep inside of me I, that I always knew wasn't right. And so that's where these periods of rebellion would come from. But uh, when I wasn't rebelling, I was working for Donald Trump for his property in Bedminster as a dining room manager. So uh, professionally, I, I don't think that it could be any better than, I, than what I want. The ironic, the really, really funny thing about that is I actually went for a job interview to be a waitress at his country club and walked out of that interview being hired as the assistant dining room manager for his country club. And yeah, it was just every advantage. I mean, the universe, God, whatever you'd like to call it, just handed me everything. And, and it was beautiful. It was an amazing life. I had amazing friends going into New York all the time, hanging out in the city at the, you know, the popular clubs. And I had amazing friends and so on and so forth. But it's just something wasn't right. There was something missing and to anyone else this is like a dream life like that's what you're working towards that's that's what everyone wanted to get to and and i got there and i was like this isn't me this isn't the life i'm supposed to have there's maybe in some other universe this was what i was supposed to have but not not right now this isn't this isn't what i feel good in this isn't what i feel comfortable in and so the rebellious part of me jumped out again and and she did. She quit her job. She sold everything she owned. <laughs> she made her, her, her stepmother very, very, very nervous in, in moving to another country, another continent, let alone another country where she didn't even speak the language. And, and I did. I packed everything up. I bought a one-way ticket to Paris. I, my name on, I think it was called Guru back then as a web designer, even though it was really just a little hobby that I was doing. And this is back when you had to like handwrite websites, by the way, There's, there was no WordPress one click, quick install. This was, <laughs> this was full on coding. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was lots of fun. Uh, and I did, I grabbed my little tiny tablet and put it all, everything I possibly could into one suitcase, grabbed my girlfriend and we went backpacking through Europe for two months. So we went to France and we spent most of our time in Spain because it's just so incredibly beautiful uh, before coming over here to Italy. And in that time, I was just getting random jobs here and there, whatever anyone would pay me to do, really. And I remember it being, it was definitely scary, but I don't think there was any moment during that time where I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. This isn't safe. I should be worried for my safety or anything like that. It, it felt very natural and easy. Yeah, just hop on a plane. Put your stuff in the bag, hop on the plane, you're good to go. Everything else is gonna work itself out. And it did, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out better than I could ever possibly imagine. And we eventually made our way down here to, to this town of San Nicolo, Capo Vaticano which is where my family is originally from on my birth father's side. And I came here to visit my aunts and my cousin. And I remember the tra train ride, just a little kid at Christmas. Just, I can't believe that this place even exists. I can't, I can't, I could never imagine such a beautiful place. 
and then I arrived here and I was a little bit mad at my father for not telling me that this was such a beautiful place and had such a beautiful beach. I was a little annoyed at that, but I got over it very, very quickly. And my first few days here were just like living in a dream. And I probably still are, but uh, those first few days were just magic to me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Complete life transformation. That's how it started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a journey. I mean, that was, and that was the journey, not just changing your life on the outside, but stopping and listening to what was going on inside and actually being able to realize that there was a struggle going on and it was because what was happening outside wasn't reflecting what you really wanted inside. No, I think my life in America really wasn't about doing what I wanted. And even though everyone was saying, well, Stephanie, what do you want to do? They would then follow up with that with, well, you can do this, this, or this. And it was like, those are my options. Mm. You can either live here and work here or go to school here or study this or do that or date this person or not date this person or spend this money or do this or don't do but it was never ask the question and let me think for myself. Yeah. It was always ask the question and give the options. Like those are the only options. So that's a good, I spent all of my life doing what other people told me to do and wanted me to do, not what I wanted to do. So that's, you know, again, where the rebellion kind of came in a little mm -hmm. bit. And I just, yeah, I stopped. I stopped listening to everyone. And there are still some people that want to talk to me because I did that. And okay yeah how did you come to that how did you go from from listening to everybody to making the switch to being like i have to be okay with my own decisions it was honestly if i'm being completely honest it was made out of anger mm -hmm. i hit that wall i hit that place of anger where i just i i couldn't do it anymore my body was physically incapable of doing that anymore. I was constantly sick. I was constantly miserable. Mm -hmm. And I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with everyone. I'm sorry, but, and I can't say that I necessarily did it with the most grace and talent of the world. <laughs> yeah, but you did really have to I had to, and clearly that's what I was supposed to do. I mean, obviously that was my journey. That was the path I was supposed to take. Mm -hmm. um, it, was, it was definitely scary for me to go against some of these people that I thought were, you know, they're your, your friends, you've known them since birth, they're the post, supposed to be your circle. And to sit there and break people, it was, I think the thing that finally pushed me through it was, was just, physically not being able to do it anymore. Just saying enough. And I think, you know, anyone who's on a similar path or in a similar situation, you have to understand where your limits are and what you're, you are willing to accept in your life. You know, my life is not all roses and rainbows now. I have, I'm married, I have a family, I have nieces and nephews that are here all the long lived day and, and I have lots to cook and clean and so on and so forth. And, you know, so there is still that circle. It's just, it's a circle that we work together, essentially. I like that. I like yeah. that, you, you know, you talk about boundaries because a, a lot of people don't know how to say no, right? No is really hard. 
um, especially like you said, you're around people that you respect and that, you know, they're your family and they're supposed to be your support circle. But sometimes you can't please everybody. Everybody comes from a, their own place when they're giving their opinion or their thoughts. And they're, so they're putting their fears onto you. But it's so hard because you want, you, you want, you want everybody to uh, support your decisions and what you do. But those boundaries are so important or you are going to burn out, get angry and resentful. Yeah, and I, I think some of it comes from it too is, at least in my case, it was I was always wanting to support them as well. And so I thought that in order to support them, I just had to yes them and whatever they wanted, okay. Because because that was what was going to help them. That was going to what was going to help them make feel better. And these are people that I had grown up. I was conditioned to look at them as the authority figures. Mm-hmm. So it was always that idea that I was brought up that way that I had helped them. I had to do whatever they wanted because that was how I could support them. And then I did kind of look up one day and say, "That's not supporting them." that's not helping them that's not helping me and that's not helping the world I mean there are so many things I look back on now that and I understand that this is my journey so I'm not I don't regret any of the decisions or experiences that I went through but I do look at that and say if I had stood up for myself when I was 19 or 18 how many more people in the world could I have helped like how many people right now are are going through something that maybe I could have helped them with or and they wouldn't be in that situation. Mm-hmm. But that's that's butterfly effect. So yeah, I'm not getting too crazy in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about. So you you finally set your boundaries. You went off. You did what you amazing. Like I'm just gonna pack everything and go to Paris. Great. Um, One way ticket done. Along the way, what was that journey like? What did you discover about yourself? The biggest thing I discovered about myself is my courage. And that is something that I've noticed that not everyone has. And I've seen that in a lot of people where they they come to me and they're like, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to do this, but, you know, yeah, I'm not, uh, it's not going to happen. Like, Why? Just you know, do it. Go for it. If you really feel that strong about it, that's one thing that I discovered about myself is since this transformation, especially um, when I see and see something in front of me, I know myself well enough to know, yes, I can do that or I'm not ready for this. Mm. And the courage to when I see the things that I'm ready for to go after them and do them. You know, I'm starting meditation teacher training in November again. No clue why kind of relating this to moving to Italy. Still not sure why, but going to work out in the end anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's looking at things and trusting myself enough and having the courage to say yes to things when they come across. Because there's so many opportunities that come to people. I mean, I get at least five times a day a message from someone or a sign from something or an email, an opportunity, an offer. And I can, I can just imagine how many times I would have just looked the other way or not even paid attention to them. Whereas now I recognize them for what they are and I can choose to take advantage of them or choose not to, but at least I can see them in front of me. That's awesome. Yeah. Being open to what's coming at you and knowing that you can, 
you can have so much more because it's all in front of you and being offered to you. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's Yay. awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit because you got to Italy and you started your business. You just gonna make it happen. Um, but I did. how did you? Oh no! How did you? How did you? You started the business, but how did it grow to what it is today? Because you, I love. We were just talking before this interview about how your business. I mean, I've known you for over a year, and your business has evolved and grown. And you were okay with saying starting something and being like, "This isn't right." No, I'm not going to do it. And I think a lot of women and a lot of people in the world don't realize like you have a dream and you have a vision. You you think once you achieve it, it's done, but you forget that you evolve as you're going through it. And so your visions change, your dreams change. You see those new opportunities given to you and you're like, I didn't even know that was an option. Wait a minute. I want that now. So how has that played a role in the growth of your business? So... Going back to the beginning of my business, it really, it didn't start out full-time. It started out very, very part-time. I was still, even when I got here to Italy, I started working in my cousin's pizzeria, and I just, that's kind of where I learned Italian, and then I went to Rome for a little bit, so I was, my business was always half of my income, and half of it was dependent on, on other sources of income, and, and I did that for a couple of years, and I think part of the reason was I wasn't committed enough to my business mm-hmm. mentally. Like I wasn't, I wasn't sure of it a hundred percent yet. And one day by that time I had, I had met my husband and we had moved in together and I was working in a, in a gelato shop and I, (laughs) this is so funny. I was working these crazy hours working till 3am and he was working, getting up at six. I was never seeing him. And after a couple of weeks of this, I was just, he came home one afternoon and I was in when I say in tears, I mean sobbing, couldn't understand what I was saying, just guck all over my face. It was it was pretty gross, actually. <laughs> just complete breakdown, like, please don't make me go back there. <laughs> and it's not that working at the gelato shop was terrifying. <laughs> they were all very nice people. It was a lovely job. It was a nice way to make money. But I just, I, I, it was part of my evolution. It was part of that change in me. It was, you know what? I really want to give my business my all at this point. And I did. And I jumped in and it started out as a learning experience for me, just learning everything I possibly could. Learning SEO, learning WordPress, learning themes, learning different social media strategies, working as a VA, helping people with startups. I just really, that was a time again where anything, any time yeah we want to pay you for this i was just like sure what do you want me to do you want me to do seo sure i'll do it and then i would spend the whole night researching seo and learn it <laughs> so that the next year <laughs> i mean i think if you were really breaking out my hourly rate it was like less than a dollar an hour <laughs> with all the studying that i was doing but i loved it and it was part of that growing for me and my business finally got to a point where it was like you know what I've learned it. I don't need to spend the night studying SEO anymore. Yay. <laughs> Finally, I had graduated a little bit and it was time for me to really get serious about what this business could look like and what my life could look like. And when you talk about what your life can look like, 
someone said this to me one day and it was so, so important. I said, you know, I'm not being consistent in my schedule and my this and, you know, you know, I, I expect every day to look like this and this. And she's like, so you want everybody, every day to be the same? Mm. I'm like, well, yeah. And she looked at me and she's like, that's impossible. And not only is that impossible, it's not something you want. So that's when really something clicked for me, that it was time for me to start building a business not based on today, but based on the journey that I wanted to take and the path I wanted to take. Oh, I love And that. how things would work. And once I made that decision, everything just started happening on its own. I, things started to click. Things started to go into place. My course that I had been building for years and years and years finally was ready. It was what the world wanted as opposed to what I wanted, you know, what I thought it should look like, what I thought it was supposed to be. It was finally out there and, and people were, were buying it and telling me how much it was helping them. I was like, ah, that's amazing. And from that, I started to see more things that I could do for people. It wasn't just help them with their website, which is amazing. I love helping people with their website. I think there's so much more to it. I think that such, when you're talking about digital marketing and your business and your website, it's, that's what's on the surface. Mm. What's below your business is you. It's your evolution. So as my business evolves, so if you see my business evolving very rapidly, it's because I'm evolving very rapidly. So thank love you. <laughs> I love that. I love it because it's true. It's what, you know, your external world reflects your internal world. And if you're evolving and you're growing and you're doing a lot of personal development, you're going to see bolder actions. You're going to see new opportunities. You're, gonna, you're really going to see that person make some really big shifts that match what really, truly they are thinking, you know, feeling in their heart. Yes, definitely. And that's why I think it's so, so important to, I start my day with me. I start my day, I wake up, I brush my teeth, I splash some water on my face, I drink a glass of water, and I head into this lovely little woman cave slash office of mine where I have yoga mats already ready, and I turn on my yoga video and I start with yoga, start with meditation. I go into reading right now. I'm very into the Gita and, and the, the Vedas. I'm getting into the Vedas a little bit too. So exploring some of my spirituality there and my journal and, and a healthy breakfast. And so my day starts with taking care of me as best I possibly can before I start doing dishes and before I start answering emails and social media. And I kind of like slap myself on my hand when I notice that I'm opening Facebook before I'm, before I'm taking care of myself. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Don't do that. It's person addiction. Wake I up. love that. I think I personal development is, I think, you know, I was chatting with somebody recently about how these are the things that need to be instilled in us when we're younger, when we're in high school and we're changing so much. Like that's when we need to be taught a personal development routine, not just your self care, not just your hygiene and your, you know, all that, the health stuff. But the actual mind stuff, the spirit stuff, the stuff of I got to put me first in order to help everybody else. You know, we, I think women especially think I got to be the caregiver for everybody. I've got to get the things done on the to-do list and the kids mm -hmm. off here and I got to clean the house and I got to go to work and then I have to cook dinner and then I have to take care of the family 
and then they come last. What really it needs to be the opposite because what happens is we go onto that personal the personal journey, the, the development of ourselves. Then we realize that some of that other stuff we were putting as priority doesn't actually matter because we looked in and said, this is what's important to me. Ah, the dishes can sit there another day. Or, you know, I need to cut these things and stop saying yes because they don't make me feel good. But if you're not doing the personal journey, you don't know how to decipher between what's important and what's not important to you. And it's funny you mentioned that too because recently I've been working with a high performance coach because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm working all these crazy hours in my business and I just, I need to, to streamline things because I need more time for me and so on and so forth. So we start working together and, and I remember this saying to her very, very specifically. I said, I want to get down to working 20 to 30 hours per week. And so I installed, she, she had me install this app on my computer to really track my time and see how I'm doing things. It's called Rescue Time, by the way. Very, very awesome app. So I installed this app and you just leave it on running and then every week it sends you a report. So the first week I think I just ignored it. I don't even remember why. And then I started going back and I started looking at them. And the reports were coming back that I was working 20 hours, 25 hours. I was like, that's impossible. There's no way I'm only working 25 hours. I wake up in the morning, I go, 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 and I crash at night. How is it possible that I'm only working 25 hours? And then when I got serious about my time, my work, my business is very, very efficient. My house is a disaster. <laughs> I spend two to three hours a day just cooking. I, I was spending, you know, four hours between dishes, laundry. I have a puppy, so yeah. Cleaning up after the puppy, cleaning up after my husband. It's summertime, so we have family in and out. So I was literally spending between four to six hours a day, minimum. Just, I mean, that's, that's like a, almost a full-time job. Once you get down, if, once you add in the actual weekly time that you're actually cleaning the house, my 40 hours a week wasn't going towards my business, it was going towards my house. Wow. Wow. Um, I cut some out. I cut some of that time out and I'm going to the beach instead. <laughs> <laughs> Got some plastic paper cups and, and plates and yeah, we're good to go. It's <laughs> a great time assessment though, because that's where we get the most stressed is that we feel like we don't have enough time, but not knowing where you're spending your time is so key. I mean, if you don't know, if you think, if you assume you're spending so much time in one area and you're really not, you're not really knowing how to balance it or cut things out yep. or know when enough's enough. And I mean, granted, there's about five hours or so that I'm not on my computer that I'm working. I'm working on my phone or somewhere else, but still. And there are weeks where I do get up to 40 hours a week you know, but still, I mean, in my mind, I was working 60 to 80 weeks because I was including the house in with the business work time. And, and once I separated those two, it changed things for me. It really did. Big perspective shift right there. <laughs> yes. That's Revolt. Awesome. <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> so what would you... Um, Tell women out there that are, you know, they're, they're feel stuck. They're, they want to make a change in some area of their life. Um, but they're held back by some of the fears you've had, some of the obstacles you came across. 
what would be the top three tips you would share? Um, number one is meditation, without a doubt. Um, I remember when I started meditating, I would meditate seriously for like five minutes on one of those guided things. I had, I think I had an app of Calm or Headspace or one of those things. And I would fall asleep every time. I'm like, oh, I must be getting into such a deep meditation that I fall asleep. <laughs> I later learned that that is not the case, by the way. Uh, if you're falling asleep, it's just because your brain isn't used to meditation yet. <laughs> and that will pass. Funny. Absolutely. But it, it was meditation. And I had practiced yoga since I was 15, but I never got into the meditation side or the spiritual side of yoga. I was always very much on the physical part of yoga, the, the workout side of yoga. You know, it helps how my body felt, but I didn't even realize how much more there was to it. So the meditation for me, yoga is important, absolutely, or having some sort of practice like that I think is very, very important. But for your energy, for your own self, but I think meditation above and beyond is one of the first things that you should start implementing. And it can't be meditation next to your child watching Frozen. That's not true meditation. <laughs> it's got to be really close the door, shut everyone out, give yourself that but tell everyone, listen, I'm not here for, for 20 minutes. And take that time and really get into yourself because it's so important to be able to listen to yourself and listen to your body and listen to your brain. And if you are having those kinds of fears and doubts and feeling stuck, it's your body's way of telling you and your mind's way of telling you that there's something going on that needs to be addressed here. There's something that you need to be working on. And I think the second thing is my journal. Um, and I started my journal in writing down my story for myself writing down my story from day one, as I know it, to whatever point I could get to. And I noticed when I was doing that, I got to the point where my adoptive father passed away. And I could not that. I could not make myself write anything more after that. And that was, that was a sign to me that there was something that needed to be worked on in that area. And writing about my experiences with people, my relationships with people, my stories with other people, experiences like moving to Europe or being crazy or, you know, trips to Mexico, going to Thailand, exciting things. Rewriting my story in my journal was a huge, huge help. And it started to open the gateways a little bit for me to be able to journal about, okay, what's going on in Stephanie's mind today? So that was the first step for me. And I think the third thing is find someone, a mentor, a friend, uh, a therapist, a coach, whatever it is, who can guide you. Because I can't tell you how many times one of my mentors or mastermind groups or even, even you have mentioned something to me or said something to me or asked me something in a way that it changed my perspective on things. It's, my brain only knows what it knows. It's, it, it, it works based on the 35 years of experience that I have. It can't tell me things beyond that until I get there. But other people have different experiences. So by allowing them to help you and guide you, it's, it's, it's life-changing. And you can't do it on your own. You can't. No, because it's not even any fun to do it. But yeah. 
It's not even any fun to do it on your own. No, it's not. Yeah. But we do. We get stuck in our repetitive thoughts. We get It's like a broken record, right? We just keep getting stuck. And until somebody asks a yeah. question, and it could be the simplest question, but just having that person get you out of your head and ask it, it's like it allows you to have that aha moment of, oh, stop the record. I need to look at this differently. Yep. Yeah. Someone said to me a few months ago, they're like, why? Because I had been, I worked on my courses and worked on my courses and worked on my courses. I stopped selling my courses hmm. because attracted and I was growing and I was building other programs and I was this, this and that. And someone said to me a few months ago, why aren't you selling your courses? I was like, you know, I have no clue. <laughs> I spent all that time working on them and building them and then I left them. I abandoned them. And that was at a time where I was again going through a major point of growth, especially in my business, because I knew that the model that I was working with that I had been using for the last you know, six years clearly was not going to continue to work as I continued to grow and my, my community began to grow and my clients began to grow. And that's, that's when that was that one little question that helped me click things into place. And just a simple little question that I didn't even have an answer to. <laughs> but you needed it. You needed that question to yeah. spark some thinking. That's so those are my tips. Meditate, journal, tell your story, and find someone that you trust and love and can grow with together. I love that. I love that. I think those, I wish I would have known that. that those are the things, yeah. the things I had to figure out my journey on my own because I didn't have the massive community that exists out there, the, the self-help books that can exist now versus, you know, 16 years ago when I started my journey away from the life I was living. And I, I stumbled, I mean, I was doing yoga, but I stumbled on the meditation piece on my own. And that's when big life changes happened. Like, but I wish somebody would have been like, okay, this is what you have to do. And it's, it's this, your tips are so simple, but so life changing. And people don't realize that the simple act of meditating and stopping for a minute, or the simple act of journaling, I mean, they are so powerful, but people brush them off so quickly as I don't have time for that, or I can't write. I hate to write. I'm no, no, I'll get to that later. Yeah. Yeah. The dishes, the laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the constant. Yeah, with me. I swear they never end. They just they never end. <laughs> I did the dishes like 10 minutes ago, and then bam, there's more dishes. Oh, dishes. Dishes are my least Run favorite. Run one, three, <laughs> are going out there and <laughs> dirtying up your dishes <laughs> but it's true isn't it nice to escape your dishes by meditating that's <laughs> why i love my woman cave <laughs> yeah that sacred space is so i've got my couch yeah I mean, my husband and I are extremely fortunate. We have this amazingly gigantic house um, that was that was part of his family. So we have four bedrooms. So really, I mean, I've got space for anything, but I know a lot of people, they don't necessarily have an entire room that they can dedicate to themselves. Grab a closet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grab a curtain and divide the room in two. Whatever you've got to do, just give yourself yeah. that little space. I Definitely. have a friend that has a, a God, she calls it the God closet. That's where she goes to pray and meditate. And she's a closet into her own sacred. So she has her affirmations up and her prayers up. And she's like, I didn't have to. I swear you can go on Pinterest. 
Oh, I'm sure. If you go on Pinterest, you'll find like 10,000 ways to convert DIY, convert a hammer into a woman cave. <laughs> well, and it doesn't even have to be closed off. Like I, when I lived in a one bedroom apartment, there was just a section of my living room that had my meditation pillow, my, and that was just, it was just decorated in a space, the place that like, in a way that, yeah, I was only two feet away from like the television and the couch, but it was just my sacred space and it was overlooking the balcony. So you can do it any which way, you know, bring in your own decor and your, you know, make it yeah. comfy as possible. Grab one of those big giant cushions from Pier One. Do we still have Pier One? I miss Pier One. We still have Pier One over here, yeah. <laughs> so funny. I love Pier One. <laughs> um, well, awesome. Anything else you want to share with, with the world? I would say I come across a lot of female entrepreneurs that come to me and they're, they, they, they have something that they want to do or they have a website or they have a product, but there's, there's always something off about it. They're like, I don't, it doesn't work. I had a woman come to me and we did her website for her and she wrote the content. She, she gave me the layout and the design and I did it. And we got on there and she's like, I don't like it, but what don't you like? Like, I don't know. It doesn't work. Okay. But what doesn't work? <laughs> we got into this repetitive loop and I think, you know, she, she never really got to the base of what it was that she didn't like about her website or her business or her this or her that. And really the fact of the matter was she needed to do some more work within to be able to express herself the way she wanted to express because that's really what she wasn't liking. She wasn't able to express herself the way she wanted to express herself. So I would say my big advice for you guys today is whatever you think the problem is, it's generally not the problem. So go find whatever the problem underneath that problem is because that's the one you need to work on to fix the one you really want to fix. Absolutely. I love that. I love that tip so much. <laughs> it's true. It's true. The what you're harping on and worrying about is not really what you, what's bothering you. There's always an extra layer under there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Your true. mind is like the universe. They're not just going to tell you. They're not going to give you the easy signs. Like, go here. This is that Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to leave little trinkets in your way and send you in the right way. It's more like a treasure map than anything else. Or what are those? We used to do those scavenger hunts in college. Maybe it's more like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's why your tips come in handy. The meditating, the journaling, and the, the getting mm -hmm. a coach or a mentor is where you can uncover some of the what's really holding you back. Why aren't you taking the leap to move or get a new job or become an entrepreneur or leave the relationship or whatever it is? There's always, if you haven't made the switch to it, there's something underlying holding you back. Yeah. And another thing that was really kind of jumping out at me was there is not a single person that you're looking at that is successful or rich and famous or gotten to amazing points in their life that, that did not work with someone on this stuff. Yeah. There's not, not one, there's not a single person. There's not an actor in Hollywood that didn't work with a coach. There's at some point in their career to get to where they are. There's, you know, if you look at some of the big names, Gabby Bernstein, she talks about it in her book how she worked with Danielle Laporte. I say it's in the Italian way, Laporte. She's worked with everyone. She says it in her books that she's, <laughs> she's worked with everyone under the sun. So there's no reason for you to feel like you shouldn't open up to someone or you shouldn't go like it. That should actually be something that's 
if you have that thought in your head that you should be doing it if you're not already working with someone. Yeah. That should be the green light for you to go do it. You're ready. Like, there was what are you a, waiting for? Yeah, there was a quote on Instagram I posted. I, I saw and reposted because I loved it. And it was about, I'm paraphrasing here, but you're willing to spend $100,000 on a college education to go, you know, go into debt and student loans for a college education, but you're not willing to spend a couple of thousand dollars to invest in yourself. And that it's just exactly, yeah. you're willing to get an education for knowledge, but if you don't work on yourself, you're really not going to be successful. So if you yeah. want to spend that money there, spend it on yourself. So yes, I love that. It's true. All, mm -hmm. all the big people that we admire have all had coaches to help them. We all need help. All of, I have a coach. I have a mastermind. I have to be. I have a few of them. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do without it. <laughs> it is that support going back to your original, you know, what you started with is that if people in your life are not supportive, you need to go out and surround yourself with the people that are going to support you and push you to be better than you are. So it doesn't have to be your current family and friends, but if you can surround yourself with, women or a group or whatever that supports you then you can see yourself move forward there's a quote too it's you are the average of the top five people that you spend your time with yes so think about who you're spending your time with that yep. was a big one for me that was like well i spend my time with a dog <laughs> i spend my time with a four-year-old niece my husband my mother-in-law <laughs> and i love these people with to death but they're probably not going to help me move forward yeah <laughs> so maybe i need to add some more people into that mix if you want to write a book Although, hang out with people that wrote books if you want to do a podcast go hang out with people that did a podcast if you want a million dollar business go hang out with people that have a million dollar business exactly yeah yeah yep awesome I love it. well thank you so much i love this conversation it was so yeah. fun so fun. Oh, I don't want to keep that from your story. <laughs> what? I know this. Well, I got a couple of, I got a few hours left. No, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing some great tips that I know will help so many people. Yes. And if anyone has questions, of course, please let me know. I'm always available. Happy, happy to answer mm -hmm. questions, help in any way that I could possibly can. Where can they find you? Um, you can easily find me on Facebook. Um, I can also send you the link to whatever's the easiest link. Uh, just let me know and I'll have them send it. I can send them my email. My Instagram is also an easy way to get a hold of me. Yeah, what's your Instagram? Spend more time on social media. Which is? I am Stephanie Latore. Okay. And what about yeah. Facebook? Stephanie Latore. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you all for joining us. Um, we're happy that, that you're joining the True Joy Revolution, and we hope that these interviews inspire you to take bold action and do more of what you love each and every day. We'll see you all next time. Hi, Joyful Lady. Thank you so much for listening to the True Joy Revolution podcast. I want to invite you to come join us in my free Facebook community, Joyful Life Society connect with other women just like you stepping out of their comfort zones and overcoming their fears to live life their own way in the group you'll be able to share your journey receive support and encouragement and free resources to help you reach your goals and dreams 
So hop over to Facebook, search Joyful Life Society, and add yourself to the group. I look forward to seeing you in there. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episodes of Inspiring Conversations each week right when they launch. 